Most of you, I think, know that part of my ministry as a deacon is in the corrections area. And I received a call this week from one of the correctional facilities that I visit. And they asked me if I would come and see a woman who had been having a very difficult time. She was under a, a kind of a special watch because she had become suicidal. And she had asked to see a clergy. And so I went to meet with her. And as we talked, I learned something about her sadness and what was going on in her life. She told me that very recently, both her mother and her brother had died. And they died on the same day, one hour apart. Very tragic. That was her family. Her mother died after a long illness, and her brother died under very tragic circumstances. And she never knew her father, so her mother and her brother were really her only family. Now, this woman whose name was Diane was able to bury her brother and have some closure with that death, but she was not able to bury her mother because by that point she was incarcerated. And so there was a lot of sadness and a lot of grief around not being able to get closure with that death. And so as I mentioned, she had thoughts of taking her own life and she was being watched very carefully in this facility. And Diane felt that God had abandoned her. This was her worst fear, that God had left her in this moment of very deep, dark sadness. The criminal offenses that she had committed caused her to be incarcerated in several different facilities. So when she finished at this place, she would go on to another place and yet another place to deal with some of the criminal offenses that she had committed. Diane has four young children who are in the care of her ex-husband while she is incarcerated. So you can get a sense of the sadness of her life and the despair in her life. And so I prayed with her for a little while and I asked her to imagine that Jesus was holding her in his arms and just kind of rocking her. And as we prayed in that way, the tears started to flow and I could see that the Holy Spirit was starting to work in this moment. And after we finished that prayer, we commended the bodies of her mother and her brother to Jesus, just as we would at a funeral service. And when we finished, she said she felt like a weight had been lifted from her shoulders. And praise God, that is the work of God through the Holy Spirit in that moment. In our gospel today, we hear these words, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. My brothers and sisters, what does it mean for you and I this morning that God is with us? We hear in our gospel story that Joseph had a plan. His plan was to divorce Mary quietly. He was aware of the shame and the scandal that would come about from the way that this um, conception had occurred, and he was concerned about Mary. He was concerned about her reputation. And God spoke to Joseph through the message of an angel in his dream. And this morning, there are three important messages for us that we can take from this gospel story, from the message that the angel brought to Joseph, that will help us to remember that God is with us even in our darkest and most difficult moments in our life. And the first of those messages is this, do not fear. We know that Joseph was afraid to take Mary 
as his wife because of the circumstances. And in fear, he made a decision to divorce her quietly. And had he gone forward with that decision, it would have changed the course of the world forever. And thank God, he was able to hear God's voice. He was able to suspend his own judgment, suspend his fear, and follow God's plan for his life, which, of course, was perfect. My brothers and sisters, our deepest fear, deep within each of our hearts, is that God will abandon us in the most difficult and dark moments of our lives. At times of death, at times of serious illness, at times when things seem very hopeless, many of us fear that God has abandoned us or will abandon us at those times. Well, where does this fear come from? We have to go all the way back to the Garden of Eden, to our first parents, Adam and Eve, to understand the origin of these very deep fears that many of us have. And we know that Adam and Eve had disobeyed God. They ate from the tree of which they were forbidden to eat. And after doing that, they realized that they were naked and they were afraid. And so in fear, they ran and hid in the garden. But the important message and lesson of that gospel story is that God went looking for Adam and Eve. He didn't abandon them in this moment of sin and shame and fear. He sought them out. He went looking for them. He knew what they had done. He knew that they had sinned. But he didn't abandon them in that moment. Instead, like the prodigal son, like the story of the prodigal son, like the father who runs to his son, God the Father ran to Adam and Eve and sought them out and made a way for reconciliation to happen. And he does the same thing for each one of us in our moments of darkness, in our moments of fear. The second message is that we need to trust in the Spirit. The angel told Joseph that it was through the Holy Spirit that Mary would conceive this child. God works through the Holy Spirit very quietly in our lives. Most of us don't even realize what's happening. This quiet, beautiful, gentle voice that's always speaking to us and guiding us along the way, helping us in our prayer life, helping us to make the decisions that we have to make in our lives. The third message of the angel is that God has a plan. The angel told Joseph that this plan was to fulfill what the prophets had foretold. God's plan brought about a greater good. I don't know about you, but it's often difficult for me to see that plan, to see that good when I'm in the midst of a crisis or a difficult situation. I begin to focus on myself and, and my own abilities and my own reason which will always fall short. Joseph followed God's plan, thus allowing Christ to come into this world and save us from our sins. What does it mean that God is with us?
My brothers and sisters, where in your life and in my life do we live in fear? How many times in our lives have we imagined in those moments that God has forgotten us? Do we sense God's spirit at work in our lives, leading and guiding us into a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ? Are we open to God's plan for our lives? And that means placing our total trust in God, giving it all over to him and allowing him to work his plan in our lives. Not an easy thing to do for most of us. But that's what God is calling us to do today. This morning, as we prepare to celebrate Christmas in just a couple of days, I want to invite us all to go to the manger for just a moment. When I ask you to imagine that your heart is a manger, prepared to receive Jesus Christ, And I want you to know that he wants to come into your heart. Regardless of what you've done, regardless of how you might feel about yourself at this very moment, Jesus Christ wants to come into each of our hearts. What do we need from Jesus this Christmas? For some of us, we need Christ the infant this beautiful infant that we can just hold and rock and caress and gaze upon and admire. Some of us are looking for Christ the teacher to give us guidance and wisdom for our lives and to help us to learn his ways. Some of us are looking for Christ the healer to come into those places in our hearts where there's darkness and pain and sadness and emptiness, or there's physical pain and difficulty. We're looking for Christ the healer to come and bring that healing that he brings. And some of us are looking for Christ the Savior, the crucified Christ, to banish the darkness of sin in our lives and to lead us to a new life in him. Emmanuel, God is with us today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, always. Jesus Christ loves us with a love that is all-encompassing and all-embracing. He is mercy, and he desires us to trust in his boundless mercy, especially when we feel that we don't deserve it. He will never leave us or abandon us. He didn't abandon our first parents in the garden, and he is not going to abandon you or I either, ever. As we prepare to enter into Christmas, take a moment right now and just imagine that manger in your heart, that place that is prepared and waiting for Jesus to come. Just imagine that manger in your heart.
and receive him now as the infant or the teacher or the healer or the savior that you need in your life most right now and feel his presence in the places that most need to be touched in your heart. Stay there for just a moment now and receive him. Loving Lord Jesus, you came into this world to save us from our sins. You are always near us, guiding us and leading us. Help us to light that lamp now in the stable of our hearts as we await your coming once again. And please give us, Lord, each one of us exactly what we need this Christmas. Amen.